Oh, yes. We're back, baby. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Got a dope pod to step to. Hit the high porn. Let's go. What's good? Backdoor bad boys and baddies. It's Micah. It's Brad. It's the return of Backdoor. Thank you. Brad Key, how are you, sir? I'm really hyped right now. I'm H for the weekend. I'm very H for the weekend myself. A big sports weekend. Uh, we have the, I mean, I'm always H when the, the World Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Stipe Miocic versus uh, you know, Nganu 2, Saturday night. We've got uh, college hoops. We've got an NBA trade, trade deadline where a lot of guys uh, moved around yesterday. There's a lot a to lot talk about. And, uh, you know, I'll start by apologizing that we haven't gotten any more content earlier this week. Things happen. We've been grinding, boys. It's not our fault. We, we got we got jobs we hold down, and guess what? Today, Mike and I both off work. That's right. It's a and long here we weekend, are. and we're we're age for it. We are age for the weekend, and uh, let's get it. Where do you want to start, Brad? Do you want to start with the the college kids or the pros, or with Dwight Howard? Let's start, let's let's start with the amateurs. Let's start college. All right. What? Are, where are you at? How's did you your see Dwight looking? Did you see Dwight Howard last night? Uh, was he celebrating his ring? He did get his ring, and then he got ejected uh-huh. uh, from the game. <laughs> what did he do? I didn't see that part. Him and Montrez Harrell like sort of got into each other a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, they tossed him out. I I forget if it was in the first quarter or in the third quarter, but I guess it must have been the third or it must have been the first quarter. And, have you ever uh, seen two people that that are that size of like that kind of? get into a physical altercation before like up close and personal it's 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 such a like you just can't imagine what this looks like when two monsters like that collide i i only say this because i and this isn't even near as large as those two people are but we used to go excuse me we used to go play basketball at the university of texas when nick barnes's dad was a coach rick barnes and after we'd play we'd see texas uh scrimmage and it would be like basketball players versus football players and I can't remember what defensive end it was on a football team was playing versus, um, I think it was LaMarcus Aldridge or one of those guys. And they were going so hard at each other. And I was sitting on the sideline watching. When those when people of that size go, just like clash like that, it is just, I don't know, man, otherworldly. It's scary shit. So just saying, Montrez Harrell versus Dwight Howard must have been a sight to see. Uh, it was. And uh, my favorite part was what Doc Rivers said afterwards. Which because he got kicked out right at the end of the first or the end of the uh, first quarter, and then they interviewed Doc because of that. Let me see mm-hmm. if I can pull this up here. I've got the sound. Bite. I saw he had some sort of statement about he's the third most important, or he's the. the uh, well, they asked important. how he was going to play now that his big guys have been kicked out, and he was like, "I'm I may be the biggest guy we have left." Here he is talking about what happened. <laughs> After that, we had a chance to visit with Doc Rivers, Reggie Miller, with the head coach of the Sixers. Hey, Coach, uh, I just have one question. Obviously, Dwight Howard... If it's playing right now, on. I can't hear. Uh, oh. What did you see if from your end? Clowns. Guys just joking around. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous on both parts. So, I didn't... Well, for the for Brad, uh, the other people could hear it, but Brad didn't. Mm-hmm. Doc just goes, clowns. <laughs> 
in reference to the two people who are fighting or in reference yes. to the ref? In reference to the two people they're fighting. And, they, uh, and, for, uh, Dwight is a clown. Yeah, no one's ever more appropriately uh, uh, described Dwight yeah, Howard's properly career. crowned. Yes, exactly. Other than just clowns. Uh, all right. Well, so th- I, I always like making fun of Dwight Howard, but we should probably talk about the college kids. He's an easy target. That's where the uh, the money is this week. We we are back. I, I'm very confused by this tournament. Let me start by saying that. Like I just well, don't. Apparent you were. You didn't even know a day it started. And I'm going to go okay. back to that. I just don't understand okay. why this tournament is running the days that it's running. Like, <laughs> uh, like I know there's COVID concerns, and I get that, but. Like why did they it doesn't run really it? explain it though? Does it? Why, why did they go Friday, Saturday, schedule? Sunday, Monday? It doesn't make sense. I just I still yeah, don't get it. I, there's nothing on the internet that explains this. No, and then then I, like this weekend they're not they're running Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like I, why why are we doing it this way? Because usually it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or what? I can't remember. No, what the I think schedule it's Thursday, the Friday round. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday every. Definitely week. for the first round, and then the second round, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, they go but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then... That seems right, because you get to blow off work for like three straight weeks. And then they always play the championship on Monday, so I think they go Friday, Monday for the Final Four, but all the other ones... Yeah. Are, like, I just don't get it. I don't understand why they're doing it this way. Yeah, it's kind of... I feel gypped. I'm not getting to neglect my job as much as I usually do. Because, like, there's no basketball today, for instance, like you're saying. So... What the hell, man? I know. It's especially today, painful for you and I. We're off work. We yeah, this really is the get best after. day we've ever had to take off work, and then there's there's nothing going on. Uh, I could drink 100 beers between now and 5 p.m. and be fine. I, I would, like, nothing would make me happier than to be at Little Woodrow's with you just crushing. Uh, Stevie wouldn't let you come over if basketball is on. She'd be like, no, we're not doing 4th of July again. Like, this isn't happening. No, I just, I'd like to be at Little Woodrow's just crushing, uh, uh, buckets of, of White Claws and having women walk by and dismissively be like, wait, are you guys drinking White Claws? And like, yes. And we could bring Ralph. We Ralph would be out there just putting on a show, bothering people Man, and could stuff. Could you imagine it great. If, if it was you and me and Charlie and Ralph? Little Jesus. buddy, big buddy. Do, wow. The entire the entire population of downtown Austin might get impregnated. You, you just got to watch out. Mm, it's probably best that doesn't happen. All right, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's run through all these games if if you're good for it. I've got the lines here too. Uh, we'll start with the uh, so Saturday's games. Uh, the 12 seed Oregon State <laughs> faces the 8 seed Loyola Mar- uh, Chicago. Uh, Loyola whipped the shit out of my pick to win the national championship, Illinois. So yeah. uh, Oregon State is a seven point underdog. Loyola is a six and a half what? point favorite. Yeah. Wow. People, I mean, coming into the tournament, one of the big narratives is that this this Loyola team was underseeded. That a lot of yeah. people think this team was better than the team that went to the Final Four, and they kind of got screwed with an eight seed that they should have been a four or a five. And so, if you're willing hmm. to think that they should have been a four or a five, and they're facing a twelve, then six and a half or seven points sounds about right, I guess. Yeah, I'm spinning. I'm I, I don't know. Do I mean, but that for me, they have the most impressive win in the entire tournament. I mean, they they just wiped the floor with Illinois, and Illinois has been yeah. a, an excellent team all season long. Yeah, I mean, they you're right. They did wipe the floor with them, and then I, but on the other side of the thing, I think Oregon State won the Pac-12 tournament. 
Yeah, they did. They beat Colorado in the championship. Like, they're on a streak themselves coming into the tournament. Um, that Loyola team, the big guy that they've got that plays for them, that big, chunky white guy, he looks like a gorilla. He, his game is just, that's not something, it's just, you know how they kept on saying how no one, you can't really compare Zion's game to anybody who's ever played before? I think that's bullshit. He, he plays like a lot of people. He jumps really high and he's huge. This guy, who, whatever his name is, the big fat white guy, he plays like no one I've ever seen. He looks like an escaped convict from like a mental, mental institution with like okay. his weird facial right. hair and he's just like all over the place and he's just so slippery and he just got crazy strength. It, I don't know how to even describe this guy. He is something to, some, he's a sight for sore eyes is, is the only way I can describe it. What are your thoughts? What do you take? Uh, I haven't, I don't really watch a lot of Oregon State this season. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Chicago, Illinois, which you probably didn't oh, watch much of. I didn't either. watch much of Loyola, Chicago either. But I will say this, Oregon, we talked about how Loyola has the, the best win of any team in the tournament, beating Illinois 71-58. Yeah. Oregon mm-hmm. State beat Tennessee, who was a damn good basketball team and kicked their ass. It the has like round. two guys who are supposed to be in a lottery. Like they got pros on that Tennessee squad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They kicked it's the back shit. To that. I mean, that was yeah, a 70 to 56 game. And then the next week or the next game, they placed, they played Oklahoma state, which is a team. A lot of people had, uh, they've got a, they've got lottery picks or a lottery pick, a top five pick. And they, they got number them. one. Yeah. He could be the number one pick. They whipped their ass 80 to 70. So, They've been really impressive. This could be one of the mo- the better played games in the tournament, even though it's an eight versus a twelve. So, uh, has, has there ever been a game that you look at and leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and it turns out it's actually a really good game, more so than this one? Like Oregon State versus Loyola, Illinois. I look at that, I'm like, <laughs> next. But I don't think that's the case. I think this is a walk. Very. I think this would be a great game. So yeah, just. Don't judge a book by its cover, I suppose, is the story of this one. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, like of all of, I guess this has got to be the matchup of the two highest seeded teams left in the tournament. Oral Roberts is a 15 that's still in, and they're facing the Yeah, three. they would be the highest seed remaining. But right. if you if were you, to combine if you them. you added them together, total. they're at 20. Yeah. Nobody else is above eight, 18. Um, right. But to me. And it's, that's it, only because Oral Roberts is 15. It's like, to me, it may be the most interesting so. game on the entire schedule this weekend, or at least in the, hmm. the round of eight or 16 or whatever we're in. All right. Uh, well, I, I see a couple that are looking good here, but we'll go through them. That's go the ahead. first one. The next one's a great game, too. Villanova, the five seed, mm-hmm. uh, faces Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game at 4.15 Eastern t- or Central time, I should say. Uh, Baylor has been a dominant team injuries. all season. Do you want to guess the line yeah. on this, Brad? What is it? Okay. Guess I have you don't no clue. Guess. Uh, okay, is, I'll guess. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Baylor is a seven and a half point favorite. This opened mm-hmm. at five and a half and has gone up to seven and a half. Villanova, of course, without two of their best players. Uh, right. But they're a team with championship pedigree and a coach that knows how to win against uh, a Baylor team that is basically underwhelmed in the tournament. Um, hey, over- guess what, Micah? The guys on Villanova's bench, they're four and five stars. I guarantee it. So. They've got the talent. It's just the experience they lack because their two primary guys, their two best guys were injured this year going into the tournament. They're still fucking good. They're still coached by a really good coach. Baylor is obviously the overwhelming favorite here and has has been so pretty much the entire season. It's been between them and Gonzaga as number one seed for the overall tournament. So, yeah, Baylor and Gonzaga obviously the two heavy favorites here. I don't know, man. I think that Noah puts up a fight, but I think Baylor gets them. 
We'll see. It should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game is Arkansas, the three seed, faces the number 15 seed, Oral Roberts. I'm sure Oral Roberts is, is the only 15 seed ever to make it to the, the Sweet 16. Uh, they are. They are, correct, right. They beat Ohio State in round one and then uh, beat Florida in round two to advance uh, this far to face another SEC team in Arkansas. Uh, who's beat Texas Tech in the the round of 32 and beat Colgate pretty easily in in round one. Any thoughts on this one? I've never seen Oral Roberts play. I don't believe I will see Oral Roberts play. I'm going to try to watch this game, but that will be my first experience watching Oral Roberts, so I don't have no feel. Oral Roberts is a somewhere between 11 and 12-point underdog to Arkansas. Arkansas is pretty good. They got a couple of really good players on that squad. You know what I do have? I have a rant for you now that I remember I watching Arkansas. Was it Arkansas Tech? Yes. Yeah. They, I've, I've got a problem with the shorts that these kids are wearing, these goddamn millennials. They're too short. I, I, it feels like basketball sacrilege to not wear baggy basketball shorts. Your short shorts look beta. No, man. We're they talking look about... soft. <laughs> Look, man, you're wrong about this. You're, you think so? Yeah, you, you are. You're millennial scum. These are Generation Z. <laughs> I'm triggered. These kids as well, are bringing it back. They're bringing back baby boomer shorts. I love it. I love the short shorts. They, I'm all. They in. look like this. They look like beta cucks from 1980, and they need to get rid of this shit ASAP. Yeah, get your baggy shorts. I'll back be honest. Uh, the 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 length doesn't bother me. I like a shorter short. It's the cut and the the fit on these. Like these dudes are look like they're wearing like like skinny jeans, European cut shorts, which they is like a little too much. Diapers. Some of them roll them up to their like upper thigh, and they have it. Just looks ridiculous. They look they, I, seriously. They look like volleyball players. Like, what are you doing? You're a basketball. I, I love it. I love it. Shouts yeah, to all yeah, the short yeah. short short boys out there. All right, and then the mm-hmm. final game Saturday. Number 11, Syracuse at number two. Well, not at. Versus number two, Houston. Uh, Houston's got some bad boys, too. They've got a coach that knows what he's doing. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites over Syracuse, a team that uh, won. They do good every year in zone. No one knows how to play versus zone. Here's the thing. No one's used to it. I just, like, I feel like if they they win the first game, they're going to win the second game. They beat... Uh, San Diego State pretty convincingly and then beat West Virginia right. in the second round. Um, but, like, you've got a week to prepare for this. How hard can it Like, you only play one game. If you played Syracuse during the season and you were mm-hmm. in the Big East or whatever mm-hmm. conference they're in. Now, then you think that there's more of a, a, a whatever edge well, because there, there's no prep time. Well, yeah. There, yeah, you, you're playing two or three games a week. You play, like, Tuesday and then Saturday. So you only have three or four days to prep for it. If you're Houston, you've got a week to come home. You know exactly who you're going to play. You only have to focus on one game. Like, let's defend the 2-3. That's it. That's all we got to do. That being said, it's always easier said than done because Syracuse wins tournament games from 11 and 12 seeds every year, it seems like. Well, I mean, the people who you're practicing with all week have only been running that zone for that week versus Syracuse has been running this zone since 1990 or whatever. Bayheim got there. Probably longer. I don't know. Probably. So, like, you look at that and you're like, okay, well, what quality of zone are they practicing against? How are they getting prepared for this? Like, is it really a true test? Is it? Does it really put you up against what the zone's going to look like from a team that has practiced it religiously? I doubt it. But 
that's 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 part of the argument. The biggest thing, though, is it's just the only. Well, how are they the only team that does this? Practices zones like it practices this unique zone. Like, how is it every single year? That's kind of the story behind them. Oh, no one's ready for the zones, so they're winning games they shouldn't win. It's like maybe other people should play fucking zones sometimes. You know, it's a great question. I have no idea why nobody else does this. I mean, I'm I'm at a loss. Maybe maybe play a hybrid. Maybe play a little man, play a little zone. Whatever. That that's always an annoying. story point, whatever, narrative in the tournament because Syracuse always goes deep and usually outperforms what their seed is or they have recently. And every year it's like, well, they, they play zones, so no one knows how to do it. And it's like, well, then why the fuck isn't anyone else playing zones? Do you want to guess how so, long Bayheim has been at Syracuse? I'm guessing 1994. Okay, that you're a moron. Okay, why? <laughs> because he's been the head coach since 1976. Woo! And he 1976, was, he's been the head coach of Syracuse. And he was the assistant there from 69 to 76, and he played there from 63 to 66. So he's basically been there since oh 1960. Yeah. Legitimately, he's, he's been, like, he was a head, he's been a head coach there for longer than I've been born. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Significantly longer. No wonder. Hey, that doesn't make me a moron. That makes me just, you know. Un, un, uncultured, Micah. Why you got to call me a moron? Sorry, I just I, you're just so wrong. I couldn't believe it. I, <laughs> I, I thought 1994 was way too long of a, of a time frame. He's been there since the 70s as the head coach. Yep, head coach since that 76. is wild. Has anyone ever had that long of a streak? That's what I want to know. How long's Cave been there at Zoo? I don't think not even close to that long. I don't think he's been there that long. Anyways, that's. That is a wild statistic there for you. Let's see. Shersevsky has been at the head coach at Duke since 1980. I mean, can you imagine being a head coach for that long and going through all the eras of like massive cheating, steroids, all the different shit that has gone through the Well, Beheim has thing? had 101 victories uh, removed from his record, thanks to Anthony <laughs> So he's been a part of a lot of cheating, too. Uh, we just lived through it. Yeah, coach okay. K has actually been a coach one year longer because he was a coach in Army for five years before that. Yeah, but not at the same program is what right. I think. Uh, 1980 to 2021 is a pretty good run. Pretty, pretty good. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's a good point, though. I just don't understand why some team that, like, if you're a school that can't win, if you're the Kansas, the Kansas football program of college basketball, like, why don't you take a shot with – just hire a coach that's only going to run the 2-3. Like, this is all we're going to I do. Guess. This is all our players are yeah. going to practice. This is the only thing we're going to we're going to work on. We're going to be the best team in the country at doing this. I mean, every other year this would have made sense, but this year there's been so many teams that are just coming out of nowhere to win. Ohio, like random stuff here. Uh, I mean, we're looking at Loyola and all these different teams. Like, typically that would be a good idea is to play the, play the zone if you have no shot, but it's Turns out this year everybody got a shot. All right, we got to get moving here. We got ten minutes, ten minutes remaining okay. in this podcast. All right, moving okay. to the Sunday games. Uh, number five, Creighton versus number one Gonzaga, which uh, no one expected. Creighton, I feel like no one expected them to win one game because their whole team. I had them in the first round. Yeah, everybody hates their racist coach, uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They are thirteen. Well, this is the week they're going down. They're thirteen point underdogs. The biggest. Uh, Biggest line on the board. 
Gonzaga stroll into the championship, boy. There's just not even there's not even competition left in their their side of the bracket, really. I don't know. I think they roll. Yeah, you got they, they get the winner of USC Oregon, which is the next game. Exactly. Uh, Oregon, the the seven seed, USC the six seed. I like this USC team. I've been, you know, yeah. they've got some pros and they're they've got yeah. They're Mobley is the guy on their squad. I think he's projected to be the number two pick, and he's a seven footer, athletic, mobile. I mean, I don't. I watched him play. He doesn't really affect the game that much. So they must be projecting him against his athletic prowess, whatever. When they're t- looking at him as a draft prospect, but I mean, he certainly is good. He's a monster. Anyway. Uh, how's your bracket, by the way? Trash. All my brackets, trash. Yeah, mine's trash too. This is the only Sweet Sixteen game that I have correct. That I had. Oh, you mean the entire far, game? That I had USC and Oregon making it this far. Uh, so I haven't even looked at mine. Let me go check. Shouts to I've me. Got any full uh, full matchups projected correctly here. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I even my uh, even my long shot bracket when I took LSU to win. Nah, gone, done. So Southern not, Cal not is best, a uh, two, Southern Cal is a two point favorite against Oregon. Uh, the other matchups on Sunday: UCLA, the 11 seed, faces number two Alabama. Uh, Bama is a six and a half point favorite. This opened at four and a half, so the, the betters are big on Bama. UCLA is dangerous. They've come from the first four. Can they beat Alabama, Brad? The SEC champions. Mm. I think not. What do you think? I don't think so. That that coach at Alabama I, has done a hell of a job. I think no chance. Yeah, I think Alabama rolls. Alabama's good, man. They, they just good. play as a, a full unit. Like they play as a good, like a full squad. I like that. I think they're very good, and they're on a roll too. They ran, they pretty much ran right through the SEC, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, they uh, they were the unanimous champions. Uh, yeah, very impressive. And then the best game of the weekend, according to seeding, the only one versus four seed. Uh, matchup Michigan faces Florida State this game at four o'clock central time so I'm a little out of order on timing for whatever it's worth but this game opened as Michigan by six and has gone down to Florida or gone down to two and a half which is the most dramatic line shift I've seen uh yeah so I mean I think Michigan's real fucking good me too uh and the only reason why any of my brackets that didn't have them in it is because I had LSU upsetting them. So, I, I mean, I, I didn't have Florida State going anywhere. I think I had them losing the first round. I don't know anything. Like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know much about them going into the tournament. But projections and predictions looked like they were going to struggle. So, they've been really, really good. I'm pretty big surprise. I don't, I don't see how they beat Michigan, though. What do you think? Uh, I think Michigan's really good. I think they yeah. they're I, I like Michigan I I like Michigan to make it to the Final Four. I do now. I that think was, that they're certainly that gonna, was one I had, yeah. but I actually had them playing for the championship and losing to Illinois. So what do I know? You know, I'm just a big dummy. Aren't we all? Well, that's it. There's your Don't tournament. Don't beat yourself up, buddy. There's your tournament preview. Brad and I will get back at some point next week, hopefully sooner than Friday, and give you a, a breakdown about what happens. Uh, we talked about Dwight Howard. The Heat traded for Victor Oladipo. Uh, apparently, they're they are eyeing uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, who agreed to a buyout with the Spurs yesterday. Uh, oh, one other college basketball news: 
note, yeah. Lon Kruger, the head coach at, at Oklahoma, retired yeah. yesterday after 45 years as a head coach. God, it's a Not long at time. Oklahoma, though. No, just all over the place. Generally speaking, he's been a head coach for 40 years. So he's yeah, done he's been the head coach for 45 years. He's only 68. So that means he got his first huh. job at 23? As a head coach. Yeah. That is wild. Prior, Damn, he's been at Oklahoma for 10 years. Prior than, to that, he was at uh, UNLV. And uh, he, he did was, his time, man. He's a Bob Knight assistant. Oh, he's part of the coaching. Wait, group. no, that's not true. I'm making this up. <laughs> so he started his Good career you, as an assistant at Pittsburgh State, then spent time at Kansas State as an assistant before the head coach at Texas Pan American, which isn't a school Ooh. anymore. So shouts to him. He was also the head coach at Kansas State, Florida, and Illinois, and spent three years as the head coach of the Hawks. And one as an assistant with the Knicks. Wow. That's an illustrious career. What a, what a career. He probably made a whole lot of money. Pretty tight name, too. Lon Kruger. Yeah. Sounds, sounds, it's a good name. I agree. Uh, what do you think about the Heat picking up Victor Oladipo, who you've been in love with and who's been the best player on a team that's lost 22 games in a row? Wrong, wrong, wrong. I like John Wall is who I like. I oh, think sorry. the Oladipo's good, but, he, I mean, he's just he hasn't been the same since he was injured. But, John Wall was my guy. That's why I was. That's the one I who I go to die for. Uh, Lon, you know, I I think Oladipo is a good pickup, and I think that there's been talks of him going to Miami. I know there has been for a couple of years now since before he joined Houston. Definitely, but I think he's wanted to go there, and I think they've wanted him in that system. And so, I, you know, with their work ethic and all of the whole whatever military mentality thing. I don't know. I think he comes into shape. He's, I think he rolls in for him. Yeah, we'll see. He's in the last year of a five-year deal, so he'll be a free yeah, agent after they're this. They're going to re-sign him, I think. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The biggest thing for me for this free agency or for this uh, trade deadline stuff is Orlando just basically gutted the entire organization. Yeah. Aaron Gordon uh, is probably the best player that got moved yesterday. Uh, he's been yeah. with the Magic for seven years, traded to the Nuggets. Dumb yeah, champion. The Magic, they also got rid of Nikola Vukicic. He's the one who's their best player. And Evan Fournier. He's the one who's been in the most. They traded the three best players. You're right. Like They didn't just trade three guys. They traded probably their three best guys. Exactly. And Vukicic is the only one who's been making all-star games for the last couple of years. I, I think Gordon maybe made a couple, but he didn't make the He mostly just wins uh, the dunk contest. He just wins jumping contest. Exactly, but they've got they got a haul for each of these guys, and people are saying it wasn't enough. I think that uh, Vucevic went to Chicago, correct? But they got Wendell Carter, the guy out of Duke, who was I think he's a four, I think he's number four draft in the whatever draft he was in. Came out of Duke, big man. Uh, they got a, a couple of trade assets, and then they got uh, an, another really good guy, RJ Barrett, out of um, from the Nuggets in exchange for uh, Gordon. They got some really good young talent. They got a couple of really good draft picks or pretty good draft picks. I'm sure they're, they're whatever protected, but good draft picks nonetheless from these teams. Uh, I think it is about time, man. That team has been middling and hasn't been going anywhere. And they're trading those guys kind of at, well, not, not Gordon, but Vucevic definitely at the top of his value proposition. Gordon's kind of on, on the way down. I think they, you know, it is what it is. He just hasn't been that good compared to his athletic prowess and like what they project him to be. But I think they got a good haul for him. I think they're building a good core for that, uh, a young core to, to build around. So 
I like what they're doing over there. I think it was about that time. I like it too, Brad. I like it too. And I like Aaron Gordon for the Nuggets, man. That's going to be a fun team. Yes. Can you imagine him catching lobs from uh, the Joker? Like, that's going to be fun. Yeah. I wonder what it means for for Michael Porter Jr. It doesn't mean anything. Want to play a forward, want to play like a three, want to play a four. It'll be good. It just adds a bunch of size. Like, I think that they're going to be really, really good. Yeah. I I just wonder if if that allows them to move Porter for another piece in the offseason or something. I don't think they want to. I don't think they're going to. Everybody, everything I'm hearing is that they're going to pay the shit out of Porter here this summer. Well, we'll see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. JJ, JJ Reddick has been sent to the Mavericks. Uh, oh, that's a surprise. I thought they were going to send him to Brooklyn because, you know, he, he lives there. I figured that he'd well, he used play to live in, in Austin. In so I, he lives in Brooklyn now. But yeah. To him. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rondo, Rajon Rondo was sent to the Clippers uh, in exchange yeah. for Lou Williams, who gets to go. Why? Because Lou Williams now gets to go to the Hawks and be in Atlanta where they have the best hot, uh, hot wings in America. He gets yeah, to but why, did, why would the Clippers do that? What Doc, the fuck are they doing? Doc loves... Or no, Doc's not the head coach of the Clippers. I, I don't right. know. Uh, Ty Lue how, likes how do you Rondo. Get, thinks he's in tough. what world is Rondo, old-ass washed-up Rondo, better than Lou Williams? Even I, if I, Lou Williams is a postseason choker, I just can't see the... The logic, like you would have to at least give me something with Rondo to take for me to send Lou Will out. Uh, it just makes no sense to me. All right, I got to get the dog to the vet here, Brad. But before we do, let's, let's play him out. Let's well, let's let's yeah. go a uh, one minute combat sports minute. Uh, Excellent. The heavyweight championship of the world is on the line. Stepe and Miocic uh, faces Daniel uh, Daniel Ngannou, uh for the second Ngannou. time uh, Saturday. Uh, Miocic Francis. is actually Francis, a, Francis. Yeah, what am I talking about? Uh, Francis is actually a slight favorite over the champion Miocic, who beat him the first time. I will bet on Stepe Miocic every time. The dude has been the most dominant UFC heavyweight champion of all time. He is a firefighter. Mike, He's from Cleveland. I mean, let's you know, people want to take Ngannou. I just think Stepe is a better fighter, and I think he's going to win again. Hey, two weeks in a row. Let's bet. I'll, let's do a twenty dollars bet. Run it back. Oh, yeah. Who won last week? Well, nobody. I've got Gonzaga and Baylor. You've got the field. So oh, we'll yeah. You're looking pretty good there. All right. Well, yeah. Don't I'm learn feeling nothing. pretty good. Yeah. The, the, the odds um, are pretty even. So I'll take Stipe. You've got Ngannou, uh, the scariest okay, man on the perfect. planet. All right. Play us That's out, bud. Huge. All right. All right. That was fun, Micah. It was a lot of fun. Till next time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.